This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So what's a value investor to do right now? We're once again back near near the record highs on the S&P 500. I don't know, tech has taken off again. We had these mini pullbacks in September and in October in some areas. And it looked like maybe that was a buying opportunity because stocks have really taken off now, everybody diving back in. But I thought I'd take a look around and see if anything has changed on the value investor landscape. We kind of already know where the traditional value industries are, right? The ones that are out of favor, and that's the banks, both big and small. Oil, energy, that's totally out of favor. You can find some cheapness there, but a lot of people think that that's a value-trapped kind of area. Um, So those are the two big areas. There's some cheapness in some of the beaten down retailers. But what about the cheap stocks with the growing earnings? You know I like to cover those here on the Value Investor Podcast. And we're in the middle of the earnings season. So I thought, well, maybe we're going to get some new names on the screens if I try to look for the best Zach's rank stocks, those with the number ones, along with the cheapness because we've had a couple thousand companies report now. Uh, We still have a couple thousand more to go, believe it or not. Even though a lot of the S&P 500 has reported, a lot of those mid caps and small caps have not. So um, we're gonna see a lot of changes in the Zacks rank as some of them come in with better numbers than expected and surprise, and then the analysts are gonna have to raise those estimates. So I started off by, looking at a screen with the Zacks number ones. Now, remember, that's only going to be somewhere under 220 companies. It's usually between like, you know, 200 and 220, somewhere in there. It can change every day. And um, these are the ones which should hopefully have some rising earnings estimates because the analysts are now raising for the full year. So that's a positive. That's what I want to see. It doesn't necessarily mean that the earnings themselves are actually growing year over year, however, but just that something good is going on there where the analysts were like, whoops, I'm I'm being too conservative and I need to raise here for this year and maybe even into next year. So that's one of the key components to the screen. And then I looked for PEs under 15 and then I threw on the price to sales ratio, which is one of my other favorite value screening metrics. And that's under one because we want to pay less for the sales. So if it's 0.7, that means I'm only paying 70 cents for a dollar of those earnings or for of the sales. And so that's pretty good sale, right? That's, that's a decent amount off. Um, and that's what I want. I want to get those sales at a discount too, in addition to the low cheap earnings. So I threw together that screen and I got more stocks than I thought. I got 56 stocks. That's a lot for all being Zach's number one rank strong buys. Um, so what was in there? Yes, as you might imagine, some of our favorites are still on the list and that's impressive, right? Because some of these stocks we've been talking about for a couple months now, they've been Zach's number one ranks throughout the summer. Maybe some of them went down to number twos. Now they've reported again, they're back to number ones. That's also impressive because that means the analysts are raising earnings estimates again for these companies. And what 
is that hot group. It's the home builders. They're still on there. A whole bunch of them. I didn't count exactly how many, but I was like, oh yeah, here's so-and-so and here's that one. And yes, I've talked about all these and I've covered them many times here on the Value Investor podcast in this this year, 2020. So that's kind of telling you something if I'm doing the home builders, just FYI. Um, there might be something you know going on there that they're able to maintain their strong buy and they're still beating on their quarterly reports again this quarter and the analysts are raising again after this earnings report. So a lot of bullishness there. But also on the list are the auto retailers. We've talked about them a couple times too. And that's been the real hot area as we all rush out to uh, buy a car, a new one, a used one, any kind of one, because we don't want to take the train, the subway, the bus. Uh, we don't want to drive with someone else if we were doing carpooling. We don't want you know, to drive in Ubers. So we are actually going out there and purchasing. So a lot of the auto retailers are seeing really strong sales. They got good cash flows and those stocks were cheap too. So I'm not going to include those on this list either. I wanted like a list of names that were some of the new ones possibly that we haven't talked about before because we are getting these changes in the Zach's rank. So what are they? Was I able to find anything? And I think I was this time. Um, again, a lot of the names on the list were like some of our old friends, including some tech stocks, some smaller cap tech stocks that I've covered in the past. But we're going to get more changes in the Zacks rank um, as we go along here during earnings season. There were 1,500 companies reporting this week. And this is November 4th in the middle of the week. So we haven't even heard from all of those. So a lot will change with the rank on some of these companies going forward. So we'll have to check back in again to see um, for some more new names. But I was able to, to pull out five um, stocks that are seeing some interesting things with their earnings estimates. Some of them had uh, very interesting earnings reports and they are growing earnings um, quarter, well, year over year in some cases, and they're looking real good here. So what are these five new intriguing stocks? Well, the first one is in financial services. It's an investment management and financial services company. They're putting a, a big push into wealth management and they're Waddle and Reed, ticker WDR. I don't think I've ever talked about them. So what do their earnings estimates look like? 2020 expected to make $1.59. They made $1.57 last year. So very close to last year, up just 1.3%. But I'll take it because it is growth, but they're expected to see a decline next year of 10.7. That can change. That's 2021. So we'll see. But with these kind of investment management firms, you don't see tons of earnings growth. And this one pays a dividend, which it is still paying, and that's yielding 6.2%. So you're kind of in this for the dividend yield, it seems to me. What does its valuations look like? PE is at 10, price to sales is 0.9, so fairly cheap here. And they did see 11.5% increase in revenue last quarter, which is why we're seeing those earnings estimates for the year start to inch up there. And that's how they got the Zach's number one rank. So Waddle and Reed, WDR. 
Second company is Thor, Thor Industries, THO. Yes, I've talked about them in the past, but it's been a while. This is the RV maker and they make Airstream. So they've got the hot towables and RVs in general have been crazy hot. Everybody just like cars wants to buy an RV, get in it and drive across the country um, because they can't fly anywhere. They don't want to fly anywhere and they're banned from going international travel. So why not RV it? So in September, when they last reported their fourth quarter fiscal report here, they saw a record backlog of 5.7 billion to end fiscal 2020. Um, that's huge. They did see increasing retail demand each of the months over the summer. It did slow, obviously, during the pandemic and the lockdowns, but they saw that demand increasing. And they want to let you know in the press release that RV buyers tend to trade in every three to five years. So once you get like an RV buyer hooked on it, hooked on the product, they tend to want something new every couple of years, kind of like autos, right? You, you're like tired of it. There's, there's some new features. There's some cool coolness. You trade it in, you get the new one. So this bodes well for Thor going into the future. So what do their earnings estimates look like? So... It's pretty spectacular here. They're expected to make 657 now coming up here in this next fiscal year, fiscal 2021. This is going into now. And they only made 474 last year. So that's earnings growth of 38.6%. Also seeing fiscal 2022, if you're going to look that far forward at um, 734, up another 11.8%. So the trend is your friend here. A lot of baby boomers still retiring, but also popular with millennials and Gen X buyers, especially those Airstreams. How cheap is it? Price to earnings, 13.2. Price to sales, 0.6. Dividend, they do pay one, yielding 1.9%. And they said they may consider special dividends and other shareholder-friendly type of moves because they do have strong cash flow right now. So keep that in mind. But be alert that uh, they make a lot, if not most, of their RVs, at least in the for the U.S. market in Indiana. They have a big facility there um, and a couple of other places. And any kind of big COVID outbreaks uh, could, and maybe government uh, restrictions, could impact production. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind with any of these companies, really, that COVID impacts could still be felt um, at least temporarily going forward. So that's something to keep in mind. But that's Thor Industries THO. And then we're going to switch over to real estate, but not with a home builder, with one of the brokerage companies. I haven't covered any of these because I used to be like, meh, who cares about the brokerages, right? They're not that great. But this one, Reology, ticker RLGY, they do the residential re real estate services. Now, you may know some of their brands better than Reology. They are Coldwell Banker, Better Homes and Gardens, the Corcoran Group, Sotheby's, ERA, and a couple of others. They're the largest brokerage firm in the United States, so they're given a good idea about what's happening with the housing market. Now, remember, they make um, their money if you use them to buy a house, basically, buying and selling of homes. And their closed transaction volume in the last quarter, when everybody ran out to buy a new house after the pandemic, 
was up 28%. And they saw the strong October volumes continuing into um, October, obviously. So that was strong too. They had revenue up 20% in the third quarter. So that's a nice number. Their earnings uh, expected to see $1.16 now here in 2020. They only saw 102 in 2019, up 13.7%. But the real impact of this strong housing demand is expected to be felt next year. And we're not even in the spring buying season. This is like the off season. We're in November, everybody. No one buys homes in November, but they are right now. So this is expected to be, you know, still be strong into next spring home buying season, 2021. Analysts are looking for $1.60, that's up 38%. So with all this uh, nice, growth in the earnings, the PE is still really cheap. 10.5 is the PE and the price to sales is just 0.3. So that's Reology, RLGY. It does have some other publicly traded competitors out there. And you might want to take a look at them. I haven't myself looked at them in a while, but some of those are better known names like Redfin, um, RDF, and I think maybe it's the ticker for that one. And um, Zillow, of course, is the other one. So take a look at those as well. Um, and keeping on the housing theme, but again, not with a home builder, is our fourth stock, Ethan Allen, the furniture maker, ticker ETH. And they just reported, now they already pre-reported better earnings than expected and um, some other good news. And so the shares did surge, but then they reported for real just recently and they did see lower sales in fiscal 2021 first quarter so but that was because they had lower production and supply chain disruptions due to covid 19. now they have plants all over north america including i believe in mexico and like honduras and the us i'm not sure about canada they just um, reference north america but i know they have numerous of them in north america they produce 75% of what they sell. So if you have disruptions from COVID-19 um, in North America, then you know they're gonna feel it. And they did to some extent in that quarter. So this is some of the issues with the furniture side is, yeah, the demand is all there. As people buy new houses, they want new furniture. You have a kid, um, a child staying home to do homeschooling. You want a desk for them. Maybe you want one for yourself to have your home office, all of this, um, but you have to be able to have the ability to get the product to the customers too. But some of this will fix itself and um, you know they'll be able to have better supply chain going forward. Now, retail written orders were up 10.8% in the quarter. They did see wholesale lower, and that's like through other parties like department stores and whatnot. And so some of them might have been closed due to COVID restrictions or um, severely you know, curtailed. So still a good number. Now, here's the interesting thing about them. They are producing really good cash flow right now. And so with that cash, they decided to pay off the remaining $50 million in debt that they had. So that's been paid now. And they still have $62 million in cash sitting there. So that's all a positive with furniture demand being at, I would say, multi-year highs. So what do these earnings estimates look like on them? So they're expected for fiscal 2021. Now they just reported again the first quarter of 2021. So we still have three more quarters to go. 
but analysts now are looking for a dollar 27 and that's up from 52 cents last year so you can see up 144 percent how hot this next coming year is expected to be and if you look even further on the nat fiscal 2022 again is expected to be up again 11.8 percent to a dollar 42 so but let's just focus on this year because they just started this year but again if the housing market stays hot and our focus on the home remains and most people stay um, in their jobs then ethan allen and all the furniture companies are ones to look at some of their comp his competitors have uh, soared and are much more expensive on a pe ratio uh, manner and so some of them did not make the screen but ethan allen still at 13 times eth is the ticker then let's wrap it up with our fifth stock now i went through a little bit of a list here because i did want even though these are all zach's number ones on the screen i did want a stock that is growing earnings year over year and then i hit I, I did all four of those and they were all growing it year over year, super easy. And then I hit a little bit of a wall. A whole bunch that I looked at were not growing it year over year. They were still seeing that decline, even though the analysts were revising estimates higher. So I had to ditch all those, but I finally found one. Um, one we haven't talked about in a long time in an area that is starting to heat up and not many people are paying attention to it really. And that's on the food side. So Bungie is number five ticker bg and they um are you know had a big huge beat in this last quarter so what's going on with bungie now so this is on the food side so what they do is sourcing processing and supplying oil seed and grain products they were founded in 1818 so they've been around over 200 years and in this last quarter, what they had and what was the big driver was um, they said exceptional agribusiness performance driven by oilseed processing. And they raised their outlook. They said global demand remains strong. And so you really see after this huge beat, they reported $2.47 versus the Zach's consensus of 20 cents. Huge beat. So three estimates are higher since the beat. We're now looking for 544 for 2020. They made 458 last year. So that's earnings growth of 18.8%. The analysts have kind of pulled back a bit on um, what they're looking for for uh, next year. But I think because they were like kind of shocked by what was happening <laughs> with this huge beat and maybe what trends are going to be there they're not looking beyond um 2020 quite yet so those estimates are expected to be down a bit but bungie is cheap the pe is at 10.4 for some reason i didn't write down the price to sales ratio but since we screen for under one we know it is i zach's has a dividend yielding 3.5 percent um I'm not sure, I didn't look to see if they were paying that. I didn't see any indication that they weren't, but given the COVID suspensions that many companies were doing, I always look a little bit like me, side eye on, on the dividends that are on the various sites like Yahoo Finance and ours on Zax.com because I'm unsure if that is suspended or what's happening with that one. I had did check the other ones on today's podcast, but 
Um, I didn't look at Bungie at the last minute here, so I'm not sure with that one. But given the um, guide higher and the raised outlook, I would not be surprised if, yes, they are paying that dividend. But be sure to check and don't uh, don't totally rely on my intuition that they are paying that. But I didn't look again on some of these at the charts at all. I just went by what was happening with um, the PEs, price to sales, the Zacks rank, and what's happening with the earnings. Some of these may be soaring in the last couple of months. Some may not. I don't know. But we know from a classic valuation that they're cheap. And that's what we are aiming to find. And most of these, other than maybe Thor, are not really, you know, names that are being thrown out there all the time. Um, Thor and its competitor Winnebago have been in the news a lot lately because of the trend in the RVs. But I don't think many people talking about Bungie or um, even Ethan Allen, really, or even Rheology, really. So some of these trends are kind of in the early stages and um, I'm expecting them, you know, to easily go into 2021 and maybe beyond. So that's what's important about this screen that I discovered looking at all the names is that the trends we have been talking about the last couple of months on the value side, um, the, the value stacks with the positive outlooks, um, not the ones that are cheap, but not with the positive outlooks. We talked about those early, but the better ones, those trends are still intact and still there. And that's where the value investor needs to kind of really pay attention. Um, what is going on with uh, the home type of stocks, home builders, um, any of the retailers? We talked about Whirlpool in one of our former shows. Um, any of these, anything you're buying and doing at home, even like gardening, go check out those stocks. There's you know a lot of ways you can play the home trend but that is not going anywhere for numerous months if not years possibly with big generation of millennials out there now looking to buy their first home and what all that entails so that's a huge uh, kind of generational shift as well and then look at the food side i've uh, been following some of the food stocks and agriculture i call them agribusiness as bungie talked about these are ones that you know, they're they're feeding us on on the backside and we don't even really pay any attention to it. But some of these were beaten down over the last couple of years, even um, they've been out of favor. But there could be um, some interesting plays here now for value investors. Go check out some of these. And the Zach's rank is now starting to uh, reveal some of these. So when you see Bungie going from, you know, um, it was at 358 and now the estimate for this year is at 544. That is sending a real strong signal, like something good is going on there to see, you know, the earnings surge up like that here as we end the year. So keep that in mind and use the X rank to find some of these hidden gems because it can, you might hit a brick wall like I did on a couple of the stocks trying to find some of these with the bigger year-over-year -year earnings growth, but it at least sends you in the right direction with rising earnings estimates on that company. And that's the first thing you should be looking for. And then you can see if they're really growing those earnings. And yeah, even value investors want growth. 
So keep that in mind. So let's recap the tickers again. We had Waddle and Reed, which was our finance company. That's investment management plus wealth management, WDR. We had Thor Industries. That's the Airstream, the RVs. THO is the ticker, THO. Then we had Reology. That's the um, home brokers, Coldwell Banker, Corcoran Group, Sotheby's, those guys. RLGY is the ticker there. Then we had the furniture retailer, Ethan Allen, ETH is the ticker. And then we finished up with food, Bungie, ticker BG. Now be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode because you don't know what hidden gems we might uncover next week on the Value Investor Podcast. And as we move in November here, I'm going to have some more episodes coming up because we're almost at the end of the year. I know, hard to believe, but we'll have the fun shows about like what to look for for value stocks heading into 2021. And so those are always the fun episodes. Um, looking forward and looking for further value opportunities. And because they're always out there, this Uh, episode shows that we're able to find them and with some good earnings growth too. So value plus earnings growth, that's a strong combination. So be sure to subscribe, get us at Apple Podcasts, get us on Spotify. You can get us with the Zach's Market Edge on SoundCloud. We're on a whole bunch of other platforms, but get us somewhere. And I'll see you again next week with some more value stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole. Thank you.